1: the two-man power trip of wrestling i'm your host jp john pause with me today former ww and wb superstar may know him as jimmy wang yang or akio he is of course a former aw excuse me all japan pro wrestling junior league tag league winner he is jimmy yang jimmy welcome to two power trip how you doing howdy jp i'm back baby <laughs> forgot
2: to yes. find elvis deal though you know the yes i wish you would have yeah first ever
1: Damn. tna match Beat AJ yeah.
2: Styles. So,
1: damn it! Who else was that? Sonny Siaki, and was it Johnny Estrada?
2: Jorge Estrada.
1: Jorge Estrada. Okay. Yes. Yes.
2: Yep. And then uh, AJ. And yeah, AJ Loki and uh,
1: Daniel. No. Jerry oh, Jerry Lynn.
2: Sorry, Jerry Lynn. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. you know the twentieth anniversary is coming up in June, so you might see your boy soon. So.
1: <laughs> oh, nice! I like that. I like that. That's such a great gimmick. Who the hell's idea was that? It was such a, a weird gimmick. Yeah, was it that... wasn't
2: great. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You was that Jeff? St-
1: you remember the story I told you about it? I'm trying to remember who was like the idea behind it. was it was it Jeff? What was so the original
2: idea came from uh, Hunter, Shawn Michaels, and Vince Russo. And when they wanted to do it in WWE at the time, and they went to Vince and told him about the gimmick. And and uh, Vince told uh, told them it's like, "What kind of drugs are you guys on?" <laughs> like, <it's laughs> that's that, right. that's like, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like flying Elvises. And then uh, I, that's what uh, uh, Hunter told me. He told me that that was his idea. And then when I went back to TNA for that one one appearance, Russo was out there, and I went straight to ask him about the story about them pitching at events and he's like, Oh yeah, me, Sean and Hunter went to Vince and he asked us what drugs we we're on. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, <laughs> so he kind of confirmed it. So that's great. But uh what are you up to today? What's going on in your world? Oh man, so much going on. Uh
2: I've just all over the place right now and then it's coming up soon is Wrestle, WrestleCon and and uh I'm gonna be really, really busy down there. <laughs> so like we just got back from Ohio yesterday. Um we got WrestleCon coming up. Uh, we got to go to New York. Uh, just a lot. Of, I'm really busy <laughs> right now.
1: What do you got going on at WrestleCon? Because I saw your name popping up all over the place. Yeah, so uh,
2: Hyber School Wrestling is bringing me down, and they're bringing also Shannon Moore. So we're going to do the appearances and signings. We're going to do a special three-count Young Dragons, Redneck, Reject, Connection, Prince of Punk, uh, Combo nice. Pitcher you know we'll be there all weekend and uh sign and taking pictures but now uh GCW called me <laughs> uh they want me to be part of this clusterfuck and I'm going to fuck the cluster out of that <laughs> thing and whatever that thing is and then uh we got some wrestling shows with Hyper Hyper School of wrestling uh some other surprises I can't say yet but uh we'll be down I'll be I'll be down there all weekend with Jazzy Jazzy Yang Shannon Moore Hyper School of wrestling GCW, uh, high spots, and uh, a few more things.
1: Nice, keeping very very busy. So, how's uh Jazzy doing? How is she progressing in this crazy business?
2: Jazzy's awesome. <laughs> I tell you, she's like, she's, uh, she's like already so much better than me at that age. <laughs> like, and I was, you know, in WCW, but uh, at that, at her age, you know, yeah, she, she's oh, yeah. like uh, to me in my eyes that she's uh, already past me at that age. So.
1: Pretty impressive. Yeah. Damn. She she's uh catching on quickly, I guess. Good uh, good genes in, in the in the pool there. Uh good teacher too. I yes, so. good teacher. Yeah. <laughs> it's all you, yeah. Forget about her. It's it's all on you doing that. But that's great though. You know, that you're able to kind of do that with her, do signings with her, do shows with her. I mean, that's awesome. And really,
2: I was telling people this week that's like this is actually the funnest time I've ever had in wrestling. Uh, Teaming with my daughter, like it's just an unbelievable experience, and uh, you know, like it, I'm just having so much fun being with Jazzy. You know, teaming with her, coaching her, traveling with her, and everything. It's just, and it's probably the it is the funnest time I've had in wrestling
1: pretty cool and pretty cool you get to share that with her too you're hanging out with your daughter she's getting you know work in the business she's progressing she's moving on up i mean it's pretty cool pretty awesome experience for her as well
2: yeah this is our daddy-daughter bonding is over yeah. pro wrestling <laughs> it's a little little different but you know that's how we bond i guess you know so
1: i really you, bond. you like did you always want her in the business or was there a little pushback at first
2: uh, I just wanted her to be happy. So I, you know, it, it doesn't matter what she did or, you know, like, uh, you know, if she was work, she was working at Chick-fil-A for the last three years. And if that, if that satisfied her needs, you know, that I would have been fine with it. Like, uh, but she, you know, she has that crazy story about debuting in Japan at 15. And after that, she's said, you know, told me that, Hey dad, I want to be a wrestler. I'm like, Oh, at first I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> you know, it's like, but, you know, I tell everybody, wrestling got let me do a lot of things. You know, I've been around the world 20 times. I've been to Japan 50 times. Uh, like, it's and it's, you know, greatest time of my life is doing professional wrestling. I don't you know, why would I not want that for my daughter? You know, so, like, uh, at first it was a little bit, uh, you know, and people try to talk me out of it. it was, you know how crazy wrestling is. All this stuff that happens in the back on the road, the guys, the boys, all that stuff. I was like, Yeah. Well that happens at McDonald's. <laughs> you know, like right. You yeah. know, that happens every day in every kind of profession, you know. It's not, you know, it's just there's drama everywhere and you know wrestling's no different than that, you know, so why not, you know?
1: Do you actually prefer taking bookings with you on the booking, like on the cart, or do you like her to like kind of venture off and do things on her own and be more independent? Uh, Right
2: now I like being with her, you know, like I'm still dad and, you know, she's still really green in the business. Um, You know, so I'm not sure if I really uh, trust the idea that if she had to go to California by herself or, you know, any other States, Texas, or, you know, and just knowing what to do or how to hit or how to travel how to deal with the boys and 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 the promoters and everything like that so right now i do like to be with her but i will have to let her go by herself
1: soon yeah. Yeah, do you foresee like a uh, father-daughter like tag team champion run like in the future do you foresee that
2: if, uh i think that'd be interesting for sure like uh, yeah i
1: don't know if i've ever seen that before
2: yeah i don't think so either you know so like it, it's uh, definitely you know i think that's a great idea for the business um we'll see what happens you know so like but you know me like uh you know like i'm not coming back to be a full-time wrestler uh so i'm not really uh, i you know it just depends on the situation and where and when and if I'm willing to take win some titles and actually pursue like a, a real father daughter angle or story, <laughs> you know, so right
1: now, obviously, you were just in WB. What happened there? What was the, the whole story? Because I remember somebody reported some false information or was inaccurate information. So, what happened the departure from WB? uh first jp uh, that was just like a horrible job <laughs>
2: you know, so uh yeah. horrible you know like uh yeah. WWE paid me like uh, a lot of money to travel uh they made me stay in five-star hotels uh and i got to help produce raw smackdown and main event um i hope you can tell i'm being sarcastic and hope everybody yes. else there yes.
1: you know <laughs> i'm being
2: sarcastic you know so like yeah. uh it was it's, it a it was it was a great job if, you know, you could handle the pressure and the intensity of that job. Um, and it's pretty intense, you know, like uh, producing matches, you have like Vince Man in this year, you have Kevin Dunn in this year, and you got a million things going on. Uh, and it was such a rush and it's so much adrenaline like that's what I loved it, you know, because that's what I live for. Um, but it, it was it was a fun time during that time. But you know, business, the WWE live business was not doing lo- well. Um, they gave me the budget reason. And like, this is the first time I actually believed it, you know, like, cause uh, you know, they had these 15,000 seat, 20,000 seat arenas, and only three to 4,000 people are showing up. Uh, so I understand business. I mean, I've been a business owner for the last 10 years. Um, you got WWE spends a lot of money to produce raw SmackDown every week. And they have a lot, WWE has a lot of bills, a lot of expenses. And when you're spending that much money and not, not making much money, you got to cut your expenses. You got to lower your bills. And I, that's in my opinion, that's what happened. Why they didn't sign me to be a producer, because at the time business, a lot live business wasn't doing good. I was an extra expense. Um, so they had a, not sign me at the time. You know, so.
1: so was it like a tryout basis or you weren't technically working there as of yet when you were there?
2: Yeah, it was a, just a tryout. Like it was actually, it's kind of weird this time. Like there was no paperwork. It was like an old school, uh, wrestling deal. It's just a handshake. Say, Hey, we, we can come every week. We'll pay you this much amount of money. Um, and hopefully it leads to a future or if not, we just part ways and, uh, part ways this time. Um, but I don't think you've seen the last of me and WB. <laughs> you know, so he was, you're right. We'll see what happens. You know. So.
1: so literally a handshake deal, and there was no contract or anything. It was like, hey, let, let's see what happens. You know, uh, no technical deal. It was was in place. Yeah, there was no paperwork signed. Uh, nothing.
2: I just got a phone call. We agreed on the mount. Uh, next thing you know, got tr- uh, flight information uh rental car information and i went to houston and it was kind of it was just really odd for me this time just because there was no paperwork and no agreement like it was like the old school wrestling deal handshake handshake deal with WWE, and in 2022 or 21 that's unheard of you know <laughs> but well i understand it on their part you know like if, if
1: they didn't like me just adios <laughs> you know, so. right yeah so who calls you like who's the one that actually is arranging the deal uh johnny laranadas Yeah, you know, so he's he's
2: the he's he's the guy in charge you know and uh he called me first and and we made that agreement and then uh under him is jason jordan uh and then and then i started dealing with jason jordan a lot
1: you know so what do you think of Johnny Ace? I know you know him from your uh, WCW days, and maybe, uh, maybe even more than that. Yeah, I know Johnny for over
2: twenty years. You know, so uh, you know, I you know personally, I, I'm a big fan of all Japan pro wrestling. So you know, he was one of the main guy jeans over there uh, yeah. in the nineties. Uh, then I was there WCW on his first day in his first W. I just found this out uh, recently that his first match that he produced was three count versus young dragons. When Lance storm debuted, uh, in WCW. I think Uh, I probably heard that from your podcast or somewhere. I heard that, but, uh,
1: Lance storm, um, when I interviewed Lance, he was talking about it.
2: Yeah. With you. Right. So that's where I heard it from. I was like, that was actually your first match. (laughs) And, uh, and that night, that's the one, Cause I was working on nightly me and Jamie Noble were working on nightly deals. And that's when I got my contract back, my second contract with WCW after that match, but he's, I, I don't, I don't actually remember him producing that match, but that's, you know, I was so young and dumb and what did, you know, I was a kid in candy shop in WCW. So like, I didn't really know what was going on. So, but.
1: did you think like when he was in WCW? Did you think like, okay, this is great. This is this guy who's a legend from all Japan, the Mr. Finish guy himself. Like, did you think that at all? Or you weren't even like think, like paying attention to any of that kind of stuff when he was there?
2: Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, I get to be on Nitro tonight. <laughs> you know, like, cool. And I, you know, uh, back then, I was thinking about all the cool spots I can do. I said, oh, I can do this moonsault here. And, and this kick here. And I just focused on the match. I didn't. You know I know at that time I was so young and didn't really know much, but I just knew we had like six different bosses during that time I was there, and that's not good business, but like I didn't know who was in charge right uh you know, so it was kind of crazy time but but I remember when he came and uh everybody's like you know a lot of people that open up open didn't welcome with him with open arms, but like I was a fan, you know, so I was like, oh yeah hey, you know ace crusher baby, <laughs> you know, and uh so yeah
1: so funny. I was talking to a Shane Thorne who was obviously slapjack at the V and he was saying that he was a part of the video games when they were doing 2k, whatever it was, but Johnny Ace was there with him and they were asking him to do some of the moves like, oh, you got to do an RKO or, or they would refer to as the diamond cutter, like, oh, you know how to do it correctly and he goes hold hold on a second and johnny Ace was over there he goes johnny come over here he goes this is this is this guy's room it's called the ace crusher he goes do you want to know how to do it correctly x this guy like oh, i just thought that was so funny. funny like even guys making the games have no clue what's going on you know what i mean that's awesome
2: Slapjack knows that yeah. i didn't know he knew his history like oh, that. Yeah, so, oh yeah, yeah so that's,
1: good. that's good i just think that's great though it's like wow the people making the games are like oh we're doing the rko right and it's like you have Johnny Ace, the guy who invented the move, and then obviously RKO is like three guys removed from that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I just think that's funny that they don't really pay attention to, like they just know Randy Orton does it. For instance, like they just pay attention to the here and now.
2: Yeah, that's uh, my niece and nephew. They everybody says RKO. <laughs> you know, so yeah. in my generation, it's a diamond color. You know, yes. And, but yep. really, it came from Johnny Ace from the Ace Crusher. You know, so yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. So with uh, Johnny Ace and WB, is he like the guy who's in charge of? all the agents, or or is that not really his role? So now,
2: you know, it's not, he, he's like a a producer manager, right? And then Jason Jordan is his, where he, where his, where he's, Jason Jordan is where Johnny Ace or Johnny Larry Nice used to be. Jason's in charge of all the producers. uh, And, and Johnny overlooks uh, Jason, you know, so. Jason Jordan is the new Johnny Ace of, or J- Johnny Laurinaitis of WWE.
1: Interesting. I guess he's definitely, his career is, I guess, is definitely over because of the, the neck injury, right? Yes. Yeah. So with that, like, he's, he's the in charge of the agents. But what is, like, your role specifically? I know we always say road agent producer, and people think they know what that means. Like, what is it really? Like, day-to-day, is it just you get a specific wrestlers and you're attached to those wrestlers, or does it change? Uh, it changed, and the producers actually have
2: so so much responsibility. It's not just uh, producing a match. You know, we help with the – I don't know if I can tell you all the stuff. Oh. You know, <laughs> well, there's a lot that we, we're part of, creative, dealing with talent. But our main job is to communicate wrestler to producer to production truck. Uh, so – you know, we we all know the biz or uh, the business from the wrestler perspective. We know the flow of the match, what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, um, and it's our job is to communicate that to the production truck, where they know what's going on. For it with camera angles, like they, you know, the product, uh producers and directors in the truck are, you know, college graduates understand, you know, like understand everything on the production production side of tv uh but we know everything uh with wrestling like you know we know what's going to happen in the ring so it's we're like the middleman for wrestler uh and producer truck if that that makes sense to you yeah so we're like to and and then we have to call times and cues and uh you know the high spots the finishes the false finishes the aftermath um and then we, we, I guess we have a script producers have a script and we're trying to connect that script together. If that gotcha. doesn't make sense yeah, yeah. from wrestler pretty, yeah. to production.
1: like. So you guys got to do a lot of like homework kind of <laughs> like in between you guys got to know everything, you know what I mean? Got to know A yeah. to C and you guys yeah. have to be the B, you know, you got to connect everything You're the yeah. bridge.
2: Yeah, we're at a bridge from wrestler to pr- uh, production job. Yeah, so.
1: Was that kind of, I don't know, like, um, no, I guess a lot of pressure would be like, I guess, uh, maybe a different way of saying it, but is that a lot of like, um, I, I don't know, I guess there is no other way to say it, but is that just a lot of pressure? You're sitting there, you said you got a few guys in your ears, you got to make sure the match goes well, but you also have to make sure that they're following times and cues and they're executing it properly. Like, what is that to you? It sounds like pressure cooker.
2: Boy, it's, it's intense. Boy, it's just so much pressure, and like
1: really, uh, I haven't been that
2: nervous since I was wrestling, <laughs> like for WB, like the you know, live TV. Like I said, you got Vince Man, in this year, you got Kevin Dunn in this yeah. year, you got a million things going on for that eight, ten minutes that you're on that headset. Like that adrenaline is going, you know, and 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 Vince and Kevin, they expect, you know, to top quality product and you're trying to deliver that you know as a producer um but that's a so much pressure and 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 it's intense and but it's like such adrenaline rush like when things hit perfectly it's the greatest feeling in the wheel <laughs> in the world yep you know and um when things go bad it's uh you know it's 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 not fun <laughs> you know so it's it's uh it's pretty if it, intense.
1: If it goes bad, though, is it your fault or the wrestler's fault? Uh,
2: so, you know, like you can't, can't control what people do out there. You know, like you can guide them and, and, and try for hope and hope for the best, but like, uh, but if things go bad, you know, even in a match, you know, like I, I'm not, I'm not a guy that points fingers to people. Oh, it's your fault, your fault, your fault. You know, I totally take the blame for everything. Like, uh, you know, I had one match that was really bad and, you know, say, hey, I was a producer, put the heat on me. I have no problem putting the heat on myself, you know, like, but I was in charge of that match. So whatever happened in the match, they, even though if talent forgets a spot or they they can't hear the cues or anything like that, but it's my job to make sure they hit those spots, hit those times, hit, uh, face in the right direction of the cameras, everything like that. And if it went bad, it's on me because I should have, you know, went to that talent and say, hey, this is what you need to do. This is when you need to do it, how you need to do it, and face this way. And so I would, you know, segment was bad. I'd be the first one to raise my hand and say, hey, yell at me. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I guess I'd probably try to protect the talent, I guess, if that's what I'm trying
1: to say, you know, kind of. Do you have specific talent you're always working with, or does it always change? Uh, it
2: changed kind of on weekly, but they kind of stuck me with a few of the guys, you know, like uh, that they think I would help the most, you know, like. Uh, uh, So I was working a lot with, you know, my first match was a season premiere, premiere and it was uh, the four-way ladder match with AJ. Uh, no, not AJ. Uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor. Uh, Who was the last guy? Somebody. But then they would, you know, like, they would pair me up with guys like my style of wrestling. Mm -hmm. They would put me with, like, I would work with Ricochet a lot um, through McIntyre, Street Profits, Chad and Otis, um, Reggie, R-Truth, I don't think. But yeah, but they would pair me where they think I would help the most like uh, my style like it, like a ricochet you know, or, yeah. or uh, Mustafa Ali you know, like they like, oh yeah, put Jimmy with him because they're very similar in
1: yeah. their wrestling so. so you're not really married to the guy but they do switch it around it seems like
2: Yeah, and then, but this is a trial run so they just you know, bounce me around with everybody you know, so but I had those those guys more than the other guys, you know, so. right?
1: You always hear like um, maybe Pat Patterson would be working specifically with like Bret Hart or something, or 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 Hogan. You know, like he would be like certain guys with certain guys. Arn Anderson was just John Cena guy. Like you hear sometimes, they once a guy gets comfortable or they see something they like, they'll stick that guy. Fit Finley with the women, like they'll stick the guys with somebody that they're comfortable and just like okay, this is working perfectly. We'll keep them with that those people. Yeah, and that's uh, also trying to keep uh,
2: talent happy about the situation, too. So, you know, like a lot of guys, oh, you know, I want to work with that producer because they know my style going back to it, you know, like uh, Finn or Seth or Ricochet or Ali, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I, I want Jimmy to be there because he knows what I, I want to do. Uh, so it's also talent friendly and also uh, producer cut kind or of, uh, uh, I was trying to think, like, uh, matching up, or I guess Jason would, like, oh, yeah, Jimmy would be good with these guys. Right. You know. So
1: there's a real thought put into it from, from behind the scenes, from Johnny and Jason and stuff. Like, there's real thought put into, like, these guys would really help these guys make this match better, or this segment better.
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay. A lot of thought with Jason. Um, I think more just Jason. You know, Johnny's just –
1: doing uh, so much other
2: stuff but jason is really the guy that put, puts all the thought on and who would help and what producers are for what match and everything like that
1: it's funny ricochets like looking up to you he's not used to your matches michael cole recently said on smackdown that he looked up to johnny knoxville and got his high flying moves from jackass <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? I I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. I had to rewind it when he's because I I was DVRing. Oh I had to rewind. Yeah. It. Like, oh my god! I go, did he really just say that? As I was like, couldn't stop laughing. I was like, Ricochet got the six thirty from Johnny Knoxville. Oh boy,
2: <laughs> I can't believe he said that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, maybe he was told to say it, but I just thought I was like, wow, they're really pushing the jackass thing a little too far, you know? Yeah. Really trying to push up uh, Johnny Knoxville. But let's be honest, he's really probably looking at Young Dragons three count. Guys, like you know, you're elk, not jackass. I'm, I'm guessing.
2: Yeah, that's that. He, Michael Cole was told to say that. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like, when you're you're there, how is Vince? Like, how is Vince McMahon? We just saw the interview with Pat McAfee. We got to see maybe a different side of Vince. But how how is he really? Yeah. So, personally, like, he's always been great to me, and like, even
2: watching that interview, like, I'm like, I, I. I Sounds kind of weird, but like I think I might be related to Vince somehow. I'm thinking like his lost, lost son or something like. Because everything he said said is how I would respond to it, like you know. And I was like, man, this, the, you know, has he heard my interview with the two man power trip before? <laughs> like he's answering the same, right. using the same answers I use, you know. Like and but like, like he's always been down to earth like that to me, you know. And I think that's what people. Got from that pac McAfee, it's like, oh, Vince is actually a really cool guy, you know, dude, you know. But he he is this billionaire and has this so much responsibility and everything like that. But every time I've had interaction with him, he's just I've been so calm, like like he's calmed me down. Like a lot of people are intimidated by Vince, and they should be, like. But every time I walked in the a, a room, like it just felt like. I was talking to one of my boys, you know, it sounds kind of weird. And, you know, like, uh, and he, you know, fired me four different times, you know, so I should right. be angry and, or upset with the situation but I, you know, I'm not. And, and it's kind of weird kind of comfort. He, he brings me when I'm around him. Uh, so I can't, you know, my situation with him has been great. Uh, I feel like I can talk to him like I'm just talking to you, you, John, you know, and, um, but well, I've seen him, I've seen him, you know, be in different moods all during the day, and definitely at that gorilla position. And uh, I've seen bad, good, but personally, like he's always been great to me. he uh, He's always for- fired me four times, <laughs> you know, but uh, that's how my my relationship with Vince is, you know. So.
1: I talked to a couple of guys that are released and I was just amazed to how some of them had had a great like head on their shoulders where they said like, you know, cause you hear some, so many complaints like oh, Vince doesn't have time for the guys. He doesn't have time anymore, but he's running a billion dollar company I hear from a lot of the guys that were released recently saying like, well, we got the Saudi deal, NBC deal, the Fox deal, a thousand people trying to talk to him, uh, Johnny Ace and Bruce and all, you know, all these people trying to talk to him at all different times. It's like, how much time can he have for for you know every talent? I mean, he's only one man, so kind of opening my eyes a bit more to like, wow, I was like, maybe this guy, you know, he isn't as bad as everybody says he is. Just as far as like, oh, he doesn't have time for the wrestlers. I don't think he has a lot of time for himself. Sometimes, you know, he's just so busy. Yeah, and I, I've had I
2: I have have listened to some of the podcast, recent podcasts about guys, you know, uh, saying you know talking about Vince and and all. Everything that goes on behind the scenes and stuff, but and but the thing is that a lot of guys admitted it. it's like if you needed to go talk to Vince, you know he will make that a minute for you to open his door and listen to you. He'll give yeah. you that time to talk to him. Uh, but he is that billionaire that has everything on his plate, you know. But he does take that time. You know, it might not be a lot of time but he will give you that minute, you know, during a day, you know, and when you have that minute, you just, hopefully you can get out what you want to tell him. And, uh, you know, but Vince the greatest businessman I've ever met in my life. And he, I know he has so much stuff going on, you know, but he does, he, if you want a minute with Vincent, man, you can go have a minute with Vincent, man, you know, after your talent or, you know, we had, a lot of leeway so we had we was able to talk to vince a lot as a producer but talent you know producers uh catering
1: travel you
2: know he he will give you a minute if you need it you know so
1: seems like the producers maybe can help the wrestlers like maybe the wrestler goes to the producer like would a guy ever go to you and say hey can you give this idea to vance or say it's Vince?" and you kind of be the liaison for some of the guys yeah and that's
2: why when i was up there i I told all the talent say hey you know i tell me what you want tell me what you want to do and your ideas and your angles and whatever you have tell me you know and i will go to vance and say hey this guy this is what he wants. This is how he feels about this story, this angle, character, whatever. You know, because I do I get five minutes with Vince, you know. So I yep. I'll do my job and then produce the match and then if I have enough time and say, hey, and that's even with Chad and Chad and Otis, you know, like with the 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 four point Otis and the, you know, the the Academy and you know it was, you know, we worked together and talked about the 4.0 and the the valid Victorian and all this kind of stuff. And yep, you know, when it was when I had a shot to tell Vince about it, I said, Yeah, this, you know, we need to go Chad noticed, you know, with this four point Otis, you know, these ideas about him being a genius, you know, like comparing them to the genius, you know, like and and I was able to, you know, give that eye to idea to Vince, you know, so and
1: they used it a month later after I was gone. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. yeah. They wrote it down and remembered it for sure. Yeah. yeah. So. I think a lot of people remember a very uh, famous incident that happened a few months ago and you broke it up kind of. were one of the first people to come and break it up. Seth Rollins, that maniac kid came out of the stand, felt like from like a hundred feet away, came in, speared Seth, Obviously, Seth has no idea what's going on. He, he doesn't know the kids. Kids gonna attack him, but what the hell? Like, what were you thinking? Of what was going through your mind there? I mean, obviously, horrible job by security, not, not being able to, to stop him before he before he got to Seth. But what was your like thought process? What What the hell was going through your mind when that happened? So
2: crazy situation, but like Seth. Seth match was. I was. I was a producer for the next match after Seth. So I'm sitting in the gorilla, about to take the headsets, and uh, so Billy Kidman is in Briscoe's position in the gorilla position. So he's sitting in the middle. He has all the monitors. He sees it all. And I'm I'm walking up there, and all of a sudden I heard, heard, just heard Seth got attacked, and boom! Bill, Adam goes, Billy goes, like, and and without an instinct, I go. You know, like only thing I'm yeah. thinking is. You know Seth got attacked, and we need to go out there and protect him. <laughs> you yeah. know, so yeah. it was so fast, and uh, but like like I said, Billy sees it all. Uh, Billy sees it all, and and he yells out, "Seth got attacked!" Boom, Adam goes, "Boom!" Billy goes, "Boom!" I go, and uh, I didn't even think about being on camera or anything like that. I, the only thing I thought about is protecting Seth. And that's like a wrestler mindset. So if somebody charges, we you know, we protect the boys and we go out there and protect our boys, you know. So and and that's what happened. You know, that's that was my mindset at that time.
1: I just thought that was so crazy that, that could happen from like that far away. You know what I mean? Like the security, like what like what in the world obviously the camera people nobody else is even paying attention because they're focused on seth and he's got to have certain reaction after the match and and then that guy comes out of nowhere the first people out there really were were like the referees which always seems to happen the referees always seem to be um and seth obviously maybe smartly didn't really attack the guy you know what i mean like i know back in the day i'm sure the guy would have got his ass kicked by the wrestler but Nowadays, who knows? Seth kicks him in the head or something. Maybe the guy sues WWE. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. he was better off. He didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, and,
2: and really, my mindset, that was going to be my job. <laughs> you know, so I was yeah. going out, like I said, I was going out there to spider monkey this dude. Like I was yeah. like, let me do it. And then, you know, luckily, Billy and Adam got there before me. And, uh, you know, but and then I did like they Adam Billy had him arms behind his back. And bringing them toward me, and i wrestler instinct, I said, "Dude, I, I should drop this guy right now." <laughs> you know, like, oh, <laughs> right, straight yeah, down yeah, the middle. Yeah. I was like, but yeah. well, then I was thinking, with cameras and fans, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Like, uh, you know, I yeah. avoided with physical contact. But we, you know, funny story about that, we was dragging a dude out, you know, on a floor, and all of a sudden, like, you know, it gets intense. We were like, "Oh," we you know. Make sure this guy never does this again. And we're dragging, we got a, dragging him across the floor, and all of a sudden, his pants go down to his ankle, and his like <laughs> ass are hanging out, his <laughs> balls are hanging out. So it's oh. like really intense story, like intense moment. And then all of a sudden, like started laughing. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I see his balls <laughs> like dragging yeah. across the thing. So it was,
1: uh, yeah, how could you beat this guy up now? I mean, come yeah, on, you it, beat him up now.
2: Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy <laughs> situation.
1: It's just crazy. Like, back in the day, I mean, obviously even in my head, i like, I'll beat the shit out of that guy. But nowadays, it's like, this guy did something wrong, but watch. If if you beat him up, he'll end up suing, and he'll be in the right. And, you know, it, it would have been horrible. Hopefully, you know, obviously, he's banned from future shows, but it's still a horrible situation. I guess he gets arrested and sent to jail for the night, or I don't even know what happens.
2: Yeah, that's how. But I heard he came back to another show. But, like, really, what I saw with that kid, you know, he was mentally handicapped so mm. you know he was he wasn't all that you know he was special so like uh, yeah, you know good thing good thing I didn't give yeah. him a sucker punch when his hands behind his back and break his nose or something you know? Yeah, like, it would have been
1: tri- <laughs> triply as bad yeah, yeah, yeah
2: I was like oh no you know I know the internet at first would have loved me and then they oh you know Jimmy yeah. Yang got a sucker punch with
1: the you know yep yep that's the other thing yeah, yeah. I think if I remember correctly he said something about I guess somebody catfished him for Seth Rollins from often from a fake name, obviously, but he he didn't realize it. But I guess that was the reason behind it that he thought Seth Rollins owed him money or something. It's something weird like that. Yeah,
2: something weird like that. And then he did it for Rikishi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did it for, I saw some kind an interview with him. And he said, oh, I did it for Rikishi. I was like, uh, and then as I like put them two together, I was like, okay, this guy's not all there. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so I was like, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah.
1: So. Yeah, just crazy. But I just remember seeing it. I was like, oh look at Jimmy. I wonder, wonder what he's going to do with this guy. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nothing. It was like, oh, like uh, you, know, you get pumped up. You are like, oh, the adrenaline's running. this rushing. This guy's going to get his ass kicked. Everybody's running out. Blah blah. And it's like shh, nothing. Yeah. And then obviously behind the scenes, he drops his pants and yeah, yeah. <laughs> a yeah.
2: And that's the thing. I didn't, you know, running out there. It was just wrestler instinct, just to go help Seth. Like I didn't. I, you know. I know afterwards everybody's like, oh, Jimmy Wayne, Yang, Jimmy Wayne, Yang, you know, I was like, no, 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 it's not, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I, sh- I guess I should have expected, but I, I wasn't even thinking, uh, when I ran out there about anything else except protecting Seth, you know, so, and I know, uh, the picture went viral and everybody's found out I was back in WWE, you know, so.
1: Yeah, I think that's how everyone like realized you were back. I literally, I think it was from that, that. Situation. It wasn't like hidden, right? Like you're back. It just nobody really knew, I guess. Yeah. I kept it hidden, <laughs> you know, because uh, I you
2: know, I knew it was a tryout period. So I didn't want to, you know, okay. I said I wanted to uh, pen the paper before anybody announced that I was officially back. But, you know, I've been around this business a long time and I know how things work. Uh, so I was like, not, I was trying to kayfabe the, the, kayfabe me being there but wrestling fans or stooges and <laughs> people yeah you know but that one made it official everybody sees me out there in that picture and with Seth and and then it's like, it like oh crap I hope I get this job because it's gonna be like that fourth yeah. time getting fired It's kind got <laughs> you know I guess it's not that embarrassing but like I guess it kind of is getting fired from one company four times, <laughs> you know, so it's almost halfway to Geneti country. There, I'm past geneti. I'm <laughs> No, he got no. Time.
1: He seven or eight times he got fired from WWE. Really, we got yeah. to this research because right? that's yes. lo- one thing I'm living
2: on is uh, the most times being fired oh. by WWE. So, like, oh,
1: I think you're wrong. I think it's Junetti. <laughs> oh no
2: way! Hey, <laughs> like officially, like you know, like. Bring back he, for one because when he was
1: there for the Rockers at first, mm-hmm. he got fired, then they brought him back. So, two stints as the Rockers in the 80s. So, that's to, you know, there, there's twice there, then he gets fired, then he comes back. I, I gotta figure it out. Yeah, think know, about it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I know he came back that
1: time 93, he got fired 94, 96. Uh, what, what was the year that he came back? Oh, oh 05, yeah, five, yeah, yeah, he is. got fired. Then there was another appearance, yeah. yeah it's, I, I could have sworn. Oh, somebody said it was seven times that he was fired, but I'll, I'll try to figure it out officially. Oh, you man, might that... be, you might be shit out of luck.
2: Uh, I, I still have some time.
1: Don't <laughs> <laughs> bring it back. They'll bring you... yeah. Was there any other times though, as like the, um the road agent or the producer that you came out and got beat up? I'm trying to think Like was there, like a Brock Lesnar beating up all the agents kind of thing or no,
2: no, they, I think they kept me kind of secret. You know, they try mm. to keep me a secret, you know, like, because I, I, I don't know. I guess you know people. People love Jimmy, or I guess people like Jimmy Wang Yang a lot. <laughs> you know, so every yeah. time, I even that time, you know, I, I didn't want. Only thing is thinking about protecting Seth, but I didn't want s- steal any kind of spotlight from you know. And that's kind of uh, it was kind of surprising. Like this act happened, this crazy act, this fan killing almost you know, attacking Seth and, you know, yep. things could have been so much worse and everybody sees the pictures. Like, oh, Seth got attacked. Oh, Jimmy Wayne. Yeah, he's back. You know, like, <laughs> he's like, Oh no. Like I didn't want, I, you know, I didn't think I'd get that kind of attention, but like, uh, but that I think they keep me away. if I would love to run out there and get destroyed by Brock or, you know, somebody yeah. like uh, probably do some kind of crazy bump where, but people would, I don't know. I don't know. I think they kept me kind of quiet. Like, uh, I, but I didn't get to do any of the pull-aparts or
1: uh, you know, what, anything like that. You know, so. Recently, uh, Hurricane and a few other like Pat Buck got beat up by Charlotte and Rhonda. Not like beat up and stuff, but like Charlotte's like and she punched Hurricane in the face, and you know he's got to sell and stuff. So sometimes it's funny like the situations that they that they put some of the producers in. It's just like oh they're there to break up the fight, and then all of a sudden the Hurricane turns around and she pops them. Oh, I would I would have loved to. The- done that <laughs> you, know, that's
2: like, been great, yeah. you
1: know so hey they were just trying to break up the fight but ronda and charlotte took it too far they started beating pat buck and jamie noble and hurricane although they started beating them all up
2: yeah i would have started running spots with ronda or you know charlotte. It's like, Jimmy, what are you doing you know but it's been fun you know so
1: I always remember back in the day, you know, you had Rene Goulet, Tony Gurria, Pat Patterson, like those guys would always yeah. come out and break up the fights and mm-hmm. sometimes get beat up a little bit or slaughter or something. You, know, you come out, you break up the fights. Yeah. Blackjack, Lanza, like those yeah. are the guys I remember. But now it's all, you know, these not younger guys, but these younger guys, obviously, than the, the Gurria and them. But it seems like a younger crew yeah. as a road agents now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like horn was there micro Rotunda was there like they're all kind of phased out and it seems like a, a lot of younger guys
2: yeah and then uh, even when they run out like all the producers come become the biggest pussies in the
1: world <laughs> like, it's like yeah. uh, you know <laughs>
2: these jack black L- lanza and Gorilla. you know like yeah. and the, and even hurricane and jamie and like these badass wrestlers from the day you know and and then they start doing the jobs with <laughs> everybody there it's like it's well it's funny but it's uh that's yeah. just
1: the, the way it is. Yeah, like yeah, Adam Pearce yeah. will come out. Where, yeah. Well, now he's an official or whatever they call him. But Ben, when he would come out, they would beat the shit out of him, ran <laughs> yeah. and beat him up or whatever. Yeah, Dane Malenko,
2: like guy, would tap you out in a heartbeat. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's throw it around. You know, but
1: it's, it's fun. Do the guys yeah. volunteer for like for spots like that, or or is Vance or somebody like? No, get the agents out there, or they or do they maybe they want a little bit of the spotlight, a little bit of the TV time. Hey, we'll yeah. we'll run out there and do it. Oh, it's great. Like, you get a little bonus. Like, that's
2: an inside for you. Like, if any producers run out there, there's an extra bonus with their check. So, like, if they oh. say, hey, you got to run out, break this. Like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'll do it, you know? <laughs> like, yes, you yes. Know, it's like a little bonus you get for going out there and
1: doing that. So, yeah. I'll take a uh, German super suplex from Brock. I'll get a bonus. All right, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. But a lot of, you know, we all love the spotlight.
2: or oh, not spotlight, but we like to be involved and be, like, it's, it, you know, that's a... A lot of wrestlers it's hard for just to sit there and not do nothing and just put a headset and call. You know, because we've been in the ring for so long, like we want to do something. You know, like I, yeah. you know, I want to run out there and take a bump for Brock or Ronda or Charlotte or somebody because that's you know that's our adrenaline rush as yeah. performers. Like that's what we uh, a lot of a lot of us miss that. You know,
1: so like, but
2: you get a bonus too, so it's like, oh,
1: I'll
2: do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: so. So with you, doors open for a possible return. I know we're joking around, say four times you want to get fired again, but doors open for a possible return.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like uh, like I, I yeah, and, and definitely with Jazzy's future, you know, there's, you know, doors always open with WB. You know, like uh, I'm trying to tell tell people about this is like uh, this is a good analogy. It's like like is like the best girlfriend i've been with <laughs> you know so mm. it's like the best the best laid that i got you know right. <laughs> like yep. trying to so like best you know i got yeah. paid, oh, yeah. paid paid the most money and had the best time uh with this person but it's also they broke my heart so many different times you know it's like a girlfriend right like you break up the girlfriend but like man just, this this is the best girlfriend and she takes me back it's like, oh yeah this is gonna work this time <laughs> you know yeah they, yeah they break up again and Say, no, there's never, there's no way I'm ever going back, you know, but damn that pussy was good. <laughs> you know, so, so all right, I'll go back again, you know, and uh and then try to make things work and it doesn't work again. And then you go home and then she calls again at late night, two, three o'clock in the morning and say, Hey, I miss you, you wanna come over? And, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I'll be back, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's kinda I don't know if that was a good analogy.
1: That was, uh, you know, what, you know what that was That was very prophetic of you. That was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's like, a, <laughs> That was great. Uh, I guess, though, that that is good that, you know, you keep the door open. I mean, in case they want to bring it back or maybe, hey, Jazzy down the line, you know, put it in the PC or something. I mean, that that's always great and always uh, good to keep the doors open rather than burying them or whatever and, and shutting the door forever. I, mean, I think that's great.
2: Yeah, I'll give advice to everybody to listen to us uh, wrestlers that are now and wrestlers coming up and be afterwards. Said, don't burn your bridges with companies that you know. That that's uh, something that irritates me with these podcast interviews and guys and uh, you know, like, and they just want to bury the company that made you and paid you a lot of money. Like, and you know, as long as you're a professional, like they'll bring you back and give you other opportunities. But if you want to go and just shit on everybody and how horrible it was in wv it's so horrible they were paying me half a million dollars just to eat catering it's like bro get it come on <laughs> like seriously like uh but yeah advice to wrestlers now present coming up older ones don't burn your bridges <laughs> like this you know like uh
1: please don't do that <laughs> I love that Eric Bischoff, former boss of yours, jokes around and says, "WB, it's the greatest catering of all time." I love, I love that he always says that, which is probably true because they probably give you a nice spread back there. Yeah, it used to be good,
2: but I'm telling you, the, those budget cuts, man they they really? cut, cut a lot of budget in uh, that time period I was there. You know, like that third quarter or whatever that mm-hmm. was. Uh, you know, catering changed. You know, like when I, I when they let me go, I was like, oh, I understand that you guys are not making money. Like it's it's okay. I understand business i'm i'm good you know like when the, you know when business is good hopefully i'll be back or maybe i'll be back or jazzy will be back or whatever situation but they cut you know everybody knows about the talent on the main roster that what and they know what happened in nxt uh, but they were cutting budget from catering to the, their offices the office staff like it's uh you know they're really redoing their budget and uh so catering used to be awesome, <laughs> you know, but that that run, that, the last run I had 6-7 weeks and whatever time period was at, it was like, "Man, what happened to catering?" And you know, and then
1: they did change up catering a little bit. <laughs> so it, was, wow, it wasn't
2: yeah. what it used to be, you know.
1: So. I saw though recently they're making a ton of money, a billion whatever return on the quarter. So I mean, they're doing pretty good now. Uh, I,
2: say, I know you know this business. And so just don't believe everything you hear. <laughs> you know, so Ooh. like, you know, so like uh, I don't, but business, you know, you never say, you know, Hey, we lost this much money. You know, like I, even the Rick Chino from believe podcasts, you mm-hmm. know, he did, he did his research and looked and the time I was there, they spent like $17 million on the live events and, and they made, million dollars yeah it's not yeah
1: that way down at that point yep
2: yeah so and then the you know as a business you know business owner or whatever you know like we're not making as much money we got to cut we got a (laughs) budget you know like you can't spend more money that we we're not we're not making this money you know so cut talent cut producers cut nxt cut office moving downsizing their offices their catering um you know, everything, office staff, you
1: know, it was, yeah. I always think if you don't have as many wrestlers, which obviously we saw that they cut, I think it was 100 wrestlers in uh, 2021 alone. I think it was a, uh, almost 100, maybe it was 90, but it was a lot of wrestlers that they cut last year. Obviously, if you have less less wrestlers, you have less producers, obviously. I mean, it just kind of goes hand in hand, right? Mm, maybe, but like
2: WWE business, they have so much
1: demand. You know, like they
2: they, but they're really they everybody's doing two three jobs up there. Like and it's kind of, you know, like they they needed us as producers. They needed me and Petey Williams. They needed these guys to come yeah. in and help help the load. You know, because they have so much demand. Like even coming up WrestleMania, you know, producers are involved with all the physicality, the the WWE access, the you know the uh the dark matches the the main event matches everything like there's so many so much stuff going on they need they need producers you know like uh, it's it's going to be uh as i it's, like, it's kind of they the, less wrestlers but more demand more events like it's it just put a a workload on you know double triple Workload on those producers, uh, talent, uh, referees. Um, So I kind of feel bad for everybody in that situation. Even every every even office stuff, PR people, uh, marketing people, digital. You know everybody's doing double duty, triple duty, and you know they need more producers, they need more wrestlers, they need more staff, and you know, but. They have to fix fix their financials uh before that can happen you know but it's it's uh to be a rough time for a lot of those employees <laughs> not just the producers wrestlers office catering or whatever <laughs> so
1: hopefully they, it's, yeah it's funny they do so well and in, in some other aspects like tv deals and stuff but the live events and the amount of people that were showing up it's still not that great. But AEW is doing really good live events-wise. I don't know if AEW is kind of like uh, in your wheelhouse or not or in your thought process. Because they could probably use yeah. some help over there.
2: Yeah, I, I love AEW. You know, and, and I love them. I, I, I know a lot of people that work there. You know, like, it, you know, that would be a great opportunity. You know, we, I don't know. I've talked to a few people there about situations. You know, like, uh, or just, you know, Future Hotel. You know, like, if they need it, you know, they're, I don't, I don't know how, you know, I see what they're doing on TV and I've seen some numbers of the live events and that seem like business is good, you know, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny. The rating's sometimes not not as great as you think, but then I always look at their live events and people going to shows, there's a ton of people going to shows in the big markets. They actually outdrew WB, which was pretty crazy if you think about it, so. For as many people that aren't maybe watching a TV or people think it's not as popular, I don't know. When you go to the live shows, it's almost more people going to AEW than WWE sometimes,
2: and th- they do have more people, <laughs> you know, like, and, but, yeah. but not, I don't know, you know, now it's WrestleMania season, so as uh, you know, WWE having some pretty good gates, but like, you know, the one show that was really weird for me was the Long Island, the Staten Island show. Um, that was a big. Day a big interesting day for everybody because AEW is coming here to you know two weeks later and they sold ten thousand ten thousand seats at this venue you know the yeah. I think it was Raw you know Edge came back and trying to build a house and there was only three thousand people there you know like and yeah and yeah. that was in Vince's backyard you know like that was a uh, now, that was a really weird day because, you know, New York is the king of uh, media on the East Coast. You know, so there's a lot of people there. NBC was there, and Vince was in a weird mood that day. Everybody was in a weird mood that day. Like, uh, you know, I think it's because AEW kicked Vince's ass in his back in his, his, ba- in in his, his backyard, backyard yep. with all his NBC media or people there and everybody else and like, Hey, that other company sold this place out. You could yeah. only, you know, so that was, uh, yeah. that was a weird day for me as a producer. Uh, but everybody was weird that day. So that was, yeah, yeah they are, draw- they are drawing more
1: yeah especially you know. yes yeah, especially like chicago they draw obviously well when punk came back they drew twenty thousand people i just yeah. heard uh la when their first show is going to be in the forum they sold that out more tickets than i think uh been sold in the forum in, in a long long time especially for uh for wrestling crazy like wow like you know maybe some competition out there for events but which is good for wrestlers and producers and everybody else yeah the competition's good you know so i know and that's a
2: thing like, you know, AEW, hopefully they can just keep this, uh, momentum that they have, you know, like, uh, you know, cause they're still kind of new and we'll see if they can do it 10 years from now, you know, that's Yeah. The, see if they're still around. Yeah. That's hopefully. the, that's the question, you know, WB will always be around, <laughs> you know, like, and they've been doing it for 40 years, you know, like AEW's four or five years, I think, you know, so like, uh, right now, yeah, they're the new young, you know, hot product hopefully you know they can make it last and make it go longer and uh because if their
1: business good
2: you know it gives more opportunities more wrestlers more business you know so hopefully
1: as we hit the wind down here we head towards the finish most important question i gotta ask you maybe the most important question of all time jimmy you were on with Rick Bassman, obviously very, very sad. Ryan Sakota had had passed away, but it was great that you kind of livened it up because Chris Masters telling stories, you got Paul London on there. And, you know, obviously Rick was, was telling some stuff. And then you had a great little nugget that I thought was great because it lightened the mood a little, you know, it was something different. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it was a, a good, happy story of about Ryan, but it was just so funny because I was like, damn i was like who who is the best who is the greatest <laughs> vivid girl of all time yeah who is the best yeah so you're just a perv like me so yeah. <laughs> oh, that's man. why
2: you like it, so.
1: <laughs> it I, I just thought i was like well where the hell did that come from that was yeah. great yeah
2: and that's the day i i went to light move and, and those uh, memorials and uh you know tributes yeah. and all that stuff you know it's kind of, you know like at funerals and it's always such a crazy time or experience and you know like but i i don't you know, it, it's sad that we lost somebody, but you know, but like I like to remember the positive things about that person. Like, yeah, this dude was awesome. You know, this this girl was awesome. Whoever, you know, I had this great moment with this person. But like uh and and that's the first thing when Rick contacted me and say, Oh, tell a good story, or tell tell us a memory what you have with Ryan. It's like uh first time I met him, we talked a little bit and then next thing you know, we we start talking about our 90s porn. Actresses, you know, so it's like, and, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, like, you know, tape traders like yourself, like wrestling, you, you know, trade tapes, right? Wrestling yeah. tapes back in the day, you know, like, yep. But it reminds me of the movie, like, uh, 40 year old virgins. Like, yeah, I, I actually traded my porn collection with Ronnie, you know, like name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know you're in Louisville, <laughs> you know, he was in OVW. Yeah. And so we trade porn boxes, you know, like, we, we actually did you know so that was a like the, the first memory that popped out It's like yeah I you know watching that movie giving your your boy a box of porn you know so but so the greatest of all time for vivid is raquel Darien. she's my number one you know she she's uh you know got through got this guy through high school I guess you know yes. Oh, yeah. She
1: was uh, definitely a beauty. That's, that's for I would thought you might go Janine. That's what I thought you were gonna say. I was I would pick Janine. Yeah, and Janine Caldorian's well, not bad either.
2: Yeah. Obviously. yeah, Janine's awesome. You know, but she took so long to start banging
1: dudes, and you know this. You know, so I was like, kind of. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But right. Rick, it's funny. Also, Rick was like, "Oh, where's that picture of Ryan? Get it up there." We didn't know we were allowed to use like licensed pictures, but remember he all, like he freaked yeah. out about it? yeah. And so how... I had it. I had it ready, but I was like, are we allowed to use the pictures? Put it up there. Yeah. But he tried that's to funny. bury the he tried to bury the producers. Yeah.
2: And that's how I, I I've known Rick for a long time, you know. So yeah. from UPW I I yeah. visited UPW before. Yeah. And uh with all the all, all his guys and stuff, and he's that high strong agent, <laughs> you know, yeah. LA guy. Yes. I, yeah.
1: So. Definitely. Just thinking about you though. Obviously, Jimmy Wang Yang. Everybody remembers Jimmy Wang. Even the, the porn stars. Even the people at AVN. They all know Jimmy Wang Yang. It was that just your favorite time wrestling? Your favorite character, or or like the favorite thing to do was Jimmy Wang Yang, or or you have a, another kind of favorite in the business?
2: Uh, so Jimmy Wang Yang paid me the most money. <laughs> you know, so like that, that's uh, you know that's the the wrestler I wanted. Like nobody grows up, say, I want to be the Asian redneck, (laughs) you know, I want to be the Asian redneck wrestler or, you know, a flying Elvis wrestler or whatever I was, you know, like, I just love wrestling and it didn't, it didn't really matter what gimmick I have, you know, like I just had fun with all of them. Uh, But, you know, growing up you say I want to be a wrestler that people know, you know, I want to be, I want to be on the video game. I want to have action figures. I want to have baseball cards and everything like that. And, and that character Jimmy Wang Yang gave me all that, you know. So, like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, that was that was awesome to be that character Jimmy Wang Yang, and got to, you know, be a, you know, recognizable talent. I guess, like, you know, everywhere I went, people like stopped me and I was like, oh, you know, that's what you strive to be, and re- I hope people strive to be that kind of wrestler you're going out and you know people recognize you, you you know you're on video games action figures baseball cards um but i never thought i'd be asian redneck <laughs> you know, so it's like but but yeah
1: what a gimmick yeah it's funny though some guys are like like say bushwhackers for instance they took to the bushwhacks. They loved being the Bushwackers. They made so much money as the bushwhackers. They were so much better as the Sheep Herders. From a fan perspective, like, oh, my God, they were killers. They were brawlers. Having five-star matches or whatever you want to say, they're having awesome matches. They're fantastic. But everybody remembers the Bushwackers, they, and they made more money. Is that the same with you? Because, I mean, so good in WCW, such a good high flyer. I mean, so, you know, ROH, TNA, everywhere. Is that the same thing with you? Yeah, but I made the most money as Jimmy Wang Yang. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it really is. But, like, I... Like I've had,
2: yeah, that's kind of like, I'm, I'm just glad that people still remember me as a wrestler, <laughs> you know, like, like nobody remember. like a lot of people remember, but Akio and a Young Dragons and yeah. the Flying Elvises, you know, like people, you know, but I had, I had great times with, you know, like, isn't it really like, go to your point. It's really not about the money. You know, like I just had fun. Being a professional wrestler, it was as a young dragon to the flying Elvis to going to Japan and being this all Japan junior, whatever I was to Kyo to Jimmy Wang Yang. You know, that whole time period was the greatest time of my life, you know. So it's like it, you know, I did make the most money with Jimmy Wang Yang, but like that doesn't really matter, you know. Like, but I, I strive to be a wrestler that everybody would know, you know, and and be able to be on all that stuff, be in video games, that all that stuff, you know, like, it. so it's, I just had a great time in wrestling. It doesn't matter, you know, Jimmy Wang Yang, Akio, Young Dragons. I had, you know, just a great 20 years, 23 years in wrestling, you know, so.
1: Are you still doing the redneck party bus?
2: Uh, it's still going strong, you know, but oh, it been, is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like,
2: I, it's still around you know it, i actually sold the business i didn't want to say
1: it's oh, oh okay okay yeah. i thought i thought so okay all right so it's so, still around it's just not you so don't go don't go for it no, still go for it, for it. For no sure. I'll still go it's for it okay. like, yeah still go
2: for it the, you know i built uh, built a company up in cincinnati and still going strong those guys are awesome that run it now uh it's still the same or my still my same driver still r- drives um but that was a crazy time. It was a great time. Great, great business. Great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and totally because of Jimmy Wang Yang, the marketing <laughs> and everything went really well with that redneck party bus. Uh, yeah, awesome idea. So, I, well, I might start it down here in Atlanta. Uh, but uh, right, like right now, I'm focused on Jazzy's career and trying to help her, you know, be successful in this business. And then uh, we'll see what happens.
1: You know, so. Before we let you go, where can everybody find you? Social media, everything like that. So I went. Uh,
2: my ma- the main traffic to me and to Jazzy Yang is facebook.com backslash Jazzy Wang Yang. Uh, Appearances there. Merchandise is there. If you want to get in touch with me or Jazzy, everything goes to that Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Jazzy Wang Yang. Um, that's where you'll find me. <laughs> yeah, so. Nice.
1: Great stuff as always. Jimmy coming back again. Love it. Love having you on. Got to have you on again in the future, but thank you so much for all the time. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, no problem. Like we're boys, man. We, we like yeah, the same, Tamar. same porn, same wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah. to ask you, like, really, yeah. I know we're yeah. going over time, but like, how'd you get the Hulk Hogan interview? Like how,
1: how ah, l- a little bit of luck, a little bit of luck yeah. for sure. Yeah. But that was, that was awesome. That was a dream yeah. come true. Like, uh, People like, oh, you know, you're too obsessed. Even my wife's like, Oh, you're so obsessed with Hulk Hogan. I was like, So what? My dad back in the day was obsessed with John Wayne. So what?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's awesome. That's like that was, you know, I was real happy for you that you got Hulk, yeah thank you, know, you. Yeah, was that like, was, oh that's
1: awesome yeah that was awesome it was short and sweet but i, I didn't care it's better than if i got zero time i would have been pissed you know what i mean like it, as long yeah. as i got him on ask him a few good questions hey tmz picked it up so i mean obviously yeah. it was it was good to them so uh that was awesome just dream come true really i mean i've been hulkamaniac uh, since 84 so
2: yeah i love that for you man
1: <laughs> that was <Yeah>. awesome <laughs> thank yeah. you i yeah, appreciate yeah. that thank you yeah but next time we gotta get christy canyon on
2: here we get janine
1: uh, i was gonna say Darian. you know <laughs> i was gonna say we gotta develop something brookhaven christy canyon brookhaven. those are the first two like i roll around my mind they gotta get them janine would be awesome too or genteel yeah. who i think uh she passed away actually did she really wow yeah, yeah. oh i didn't know that so you're not man. you're not damn not anymore i'm not clued in anymore not, you see i gotta get the, clued in again
2: damn you gotta damn. get on those dirt sheets man yeah <laughs> oh, i had no idea damn.
1: yeah but what my the, new
2: one's Kimmy Ganger, Ganger. She's pretty. She's hot. She's, you gotta check her out if you haven't. She's a oh, now, new one. I gotta
1: get back into it again. Damn, <laughs> I gotta look her up. Damn. All right, definitely. But uh, Jimmy, we gotta develop this idea, and and we'll uh, we'll work on that. But thank you so much for all the time.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, JP. And it's always good to talk to you. And uh, yeah, thanks, man.
1: Brother